So I'm picking up my son from daycare the other day, and it's right at the end of the day. Um, I go in, and there's about you know six or seven kids left, and they sort of group all the kids together, and the uh, caretakers push them around this buggy down the hallway. So I'm um, coming from behind, and I obviously see my kid uh, recognize the back of his head, and I come around, and I say, hmm, which one should I take? And I look around, and he notices me, and I smiles, which is great, and then... Uh, so I, I say to caretaker, mm, I think I'll take this one. Uh, he looks the most like me. Yeah, just to it'd be funny. And then uh, I get him, and then I my tunnel vision widens, and I look at all the other kids, and they're pretty much all different races. Um, so if anyone knows of any good daycares out there, I think I'm going to need another one. The word carnage really hasn't fit into the sport of curling prior to this weekend. The only context you'd really see it is maybe when you look at your bar tab. But this past weekend we had eight provincial championships uh, and eight champions punch their tickets to the uh, Scotty's Tournament of Hearts, and Carnage was probably the only way to describe some of the results. There were some favorites that won. You got Suzanne Bird out of Prince Edward Islands, uh, Carrie Einerson out of Manitoba, but beyond that, we had surprises pretty much all across the board. So I guess we'll start in Ontario, which had the biggest surprise of the weekend, starting with Rachel Homan, which was their their team has just been practically unbeaten by all year. They had a record of 52 and 6 in in individual games and it really felt like the entire season was just sort of rolling out the red carpet to them going into the Scotties, probably winning it and probably winning the world championship. But, you know, it's not like March Madness where you lose your province and you still get an at-large berth. It's you win your province or you don't make it. And uh, Rachel Homan not only lost one game in the round robin, but that didn't hurt her too much. But uh, she ultimately lost the uh, championship to Jen Hanna in the final, uh, ten to eight, and five of those points from Jen Hanna were stolen points. So that was a, a complete shock. So we will not see uh, Rachel Homan play in the Scotties in her hometown of Ottawa. Uh, not to take anything away from Hannah, which is also from Ottawa, so that's a great story for her. And they they pulled it together, and and their team hasn't been uh, active for a while. In fact, uh, Hannah did take three years off, last three years, uh, from competitive curling. And the last time she was in the Scotties was 2005, where she was the runner-up to Jennifer Jones uh, in in the championship, and. Basically, all you got to do is Google Jennifer Jones shot. If if you're familiar with that particular one, that, um, that in-off uh, takeout to score four, uh, one of the best shots I've ever seen uh, as it happened, um, and especially given all circumstances. So, so she'll be back there, and Jennifer Jones is back as Team Canada, and if you're looking for kind of an interesting potential matchup again, I'd, I'd really like to see that, but... So there's still something compelling there. It's just you're, you're just not going to see Rachel Holman like you expected. 
Elsewhere over in Alberta, we also had an upset there. Uh, Val Sweeting, ranked number three, lost to Chelsea Carey, ranked number 11 in the uh, Alberta Scotties. Now, it's still an upset, not as huge a one, but you know, I'm really super bummed that uh, Sweeting's not going to be in this one as well. Uh, she's been the runner-up the last two years at the Scotties, and uh, you know Chelsea Carey's been there too, so it's, it's, a, it's a quality team, and she'll be a contender. Uh, moving on to British Columbia, you had Kelly Scott, which uh, had taken a couple years uh, from the, the competitive circuit. She put a team back together, and she looked like the favorite in BC, but uh, she ended up losing as well uh, to Carla Thompson, who uh, in the uh, one-two page playoffs had to come back from a 7-0 deficit to beat Kelly Scott. And then ultimately then just pasted them 11-3 in the final. So that was a shocking result there. You had uh, Tracy Fleury lose to Krista McCarville in Northern Ontario. Uh, Fleury had won, uh, was Northern Ontario's representative last year. Um, Marianne Arsenault out of Nova Scotia uh, was a big favorite, but she ended up losing to Jill Brothers. Uh, Lauren Mann was the defending championship uh, in in Quebec. She lost to uh, Marie France LaRouche, and you know just on and on and on. Just no, there, there were no one was safe. I mean, you don't see a lot of upsets in curling. It's it's when you're ranked high, you're you're there for a reason, and you you don't leave a lot to chance. But obviously, they do happen. It's it's the whole why you play the game adage. But it's 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 extremely shocking to see. Those many teams, those many familiar names, are, are not going to be in there. And, and someone asked me on Twitter, you know, is, is, are the ratings going to take a hit? And you know, I don't think they will because it's it's an event and it doesn't really matter who's playing. These are all still very good teams, and and we'll still be watching. And there's still some names like we mentioned, Jennifer Jones, uh, Chelsea Carey. Uh, so there will be not as many. Uh, familiar names, but you know it's an opportunity for teams to make names for themselves. So uh, there are still four spots left open. Uh, we've got uh, Saskatchewan and New Brunswick and Newfoundland and Northwest Territories left to claim spots this weekend. And I would have loved to have watched some of these games, and and some of these finals were televised on Canadian cable channels, uh, mostly. Uh, Sportsnet. Now, the only way for me to watch Sportsnet is to go to Canada or uh, procure a Canadian satellite dish or find one of those uh, quote-unquote legitimate TV websites on the internet. And it, it is kind of frustrating and it kind of a parallel to the, the, the MLB uh, media blackouts for MLB TV, depending on where you live. Because basically all we want to do is give someone an amount of money to be able to watch a sporting event that we're really interested in. And if it were only that simple, you know, we'd, we'd live in a perfect world. Now, obviously, teams and uh, TV stations, they really care about exclusivity. So they want a singular voice for the team to, to represent the team. And that's why you have, you know, one channel... Uh, broadcasting the games with one set of announcers and you're going to watch it this certain way, you're going to watch it on our channel and if you're going to watch it another way, we're, we're not going to let you. And it, it a lot of it does seem very backwards to us, but 
in the you know I get how we got to this point, but I also see how they're trying to roll some of that back. They had the um, the ruling, the the lawsuit in the last week that that got settled, and out of that we're going to have MLB TV offer single team packages at a slightly reduced rate than the regular package, but there's still blackouts. Although I read that the blackouts could be somewhat lifted uh, in the middle of the season where you could listen to the visiting feed or again it's still really complicated to what you just you want to watch the game and and that's all you care about you don't care about how you're going to do it just want to watch the game I think they'll get there the MLB advanced media will get to that point but right now it it's just it's very confusing so basically just find your way around the blackout. Figure it out. I've got a way. I'm not going to tell you. But I'm all I'm going to tell you is I'm pretty sure it's legal. Now with curling, it's even more difficult because I'm on the other side of the border and I don't have access to Sportsnet. So I don't have access to any of these. There's no one I can... I can't give money. I can, I can find Canadian money and try to give it to them. and There's no way for me to do it. But the one that's interesting for me is uh, Saskatchewan's championship because all the other ones are shown by Sportsnet, which is owned by Rogers, and Saskatchewan is sponsored by SaskTel, which is Rogers' rival, and uh, since they don't have a TV deal, they basically show all their championships free on the internet, which is music to my ears. Anyways, the Mets are in the news again. Don't you just love, you just, you hear the word Mets, and all of a sudden you're just like, okay, what's the punchline? It They just made the World Series, and yet still there's, be ready for a Mets joke? We're waiting out to find what it is. And I don't have one for you yet, because they somehow got Yuan Cespedes back uh, for a very short deal for a lot of money, which is kind of what I anticipated, but I didn't think he'd take three years with the Mets, although three years with the Mets does feel like... Uh, Five or six years with another team. There's the joke. All right, now we can move on. They they got it. They they did something right and and got their key player down the stretch last year. And brought him back, and I, I imagine it'll work out. But because it's the Mets, you still expect something to uh, go asunder. Perhaps an injury or you know a a two twenty batting average with a couple home runs, something just not going their way. I mean, the Mets could win the next five World Series, and then in the sixth year, you're going to say, okay, what's going to happen right now? They're going to um, cause the stock market to crash somehow. But obviously, the Mets are not going to win the next five World Series. The Royals are going to win the next five World Series, which is going to be extremely confusing when because the Giants are supposed to win the World Series this year. And not to kind of hint at the season preview, but yes, what I'm saying is that both the Royals and the Giants will win the World Series this year. That's going to be a lot of champagne. And it is 21 days until pitchers and catchers report to spring training. Uh, this message is for pitchers and catchers only. If you are neither of those, stay where you are until you receive further instructions. So I think that's going to do it for this episode of Homers and Hammers. I've been Matt Sussman, and I guess next week I'll be Matt Sussman as well, as far as I know. So next week we will get into the U.S. Curling National Championship preview, which begins in Jacksonville, Florida. 
on February 6th. And in baseball, it will also be February, so we will no longer talk about the idea of the designated hitter, but we may mention designated hitters. We might not. It just depends on how good you've been. And I've got a birthday coming up, so, you know, a couple hundred bucks wouldn't hurt to grease the wheels either. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good week. Subscribe.